We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to The Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio and Sneaky Joe DiBiase on WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, it's a Wednesday here on the Extra Point Show. You know what that means. Bill's Media Wednesday. Sean McDermott's going to speak as he normally does. Today it'll be at 10.45 a.m., though. The Bills are going to have a walkthrough today. They do this a little bit as the season goes on. Um, They kind of back off the players a little bit here and there to kind of keep the legs fresh. We've seen this happen over the last few years. Of course, last year was a little bit different as well with all the changes in the schedule and the snow. And then what happened with DeMar Hamlin, uh, you know, even changed it even more so later. But that said... It is going to be a 10.45 a.m. press conference for Sean McDermott today, his normal weekly Wednesday press conference. Then the team will be on the field at 12, uh, a little after that, I should say, for a walkthrough. And then we'll hear from players around 12.15, 12.30. Uh, but it'll be a walkthrough practice for the players today is uh, the whole point I was getting to here on uh, laying off them a little bit. So that's what's happening down here at One Bills Drive. That's where I am. Sneaky Joe DiBiase is in our Amherst studio. Sal Capaccio here with you on the Extra Point Show on WGR. Good morning, Joe. How, uh, how how you been this morning? What's been the talk? The Bill Belichick talk is the the dominating the conversation. I think today. Yeah, not surprisingly, I should not have uh, I should not have got I didn't get excited, but been looking forward to him meeting with the media in the nine o'clock hour because what was oh. I what was I expecting to happen? He said we're on to since he said we're on or um, focused on Kansas City like eight times. So that really he said we're I'm getting ready for Kansas City. I actually watched City. it a little bit. I watched it and listened, and I got frustrated doing that. Me too, yes. and I frustrated with myself because I realized why did I think he was going to come out and say anything about about the, the report? <laughs> no, he was never going to. Of course not. No, he was asked multiple times about a. What do you think of the report? Or b. Have you even discussed your future with Robert Kraft? And every single time he said. I'm focused on Kansas City. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm getting ready for Kansas City. We're getting ready for Kansas City, maybe he said. But he said getting ready for Kansas City multiple times, and that's who they play. Don't know what's going to happen with Bill Belichick in that situation at the end of the year. It does seem like it's been trending for a while that uh, that might be a change. Joe, what is the first Bills-Cowboys game you remember ever? It might be the Monday night game in 07. I thought that might be the case. I don't think I there's that might be it. there's a game. It might that also no. There's a couple that I would remember. Um, I don't remember anything about the last time that they played at the stadium, but we can get to that. The first game I remember. I mean, I'm looking now. Like there's a game in 03, 10 to six Dallas over Buffalo, and I yeah. don't remember anything about that. So I think I've got to answer with 07. 07 for sure. Yeah, I'm trying to remember that 03 game as well. I mean, I think I might vaguely. Ryan Lindell had two field goals for the Bills. Um, yep. Do you know who – okay, so I'm looking at the box score. This is great. You haven't looked at that yet, right? The 10-6 Bills loss in Dallas in 03? I have okay. not. The, there was one touchdown scored in that game. Joe, I could give you – I will tell you, this person is a predominant name in the NFL for some reason or another. Yet, I would still give you 100 guesses, and I don't think you'd guess who scored the touchdown. The touchdown for Dallas? 
Yep, only one touchdown that game. Dallas wins 10-6. Buffalo does not score. They get two field goals from Ryan Lindell. There's one touchdown in that game. It happened very early in the game. Well, it's happened in the first quarter. The person who scored the touchdown, you know the name. This person is a predominant name in the NFL, but I still don't think you would guess it if I gave you a lot of guesses. Is it Roy Williams who ended up getting to Dallas? No. Is he still in the NFL doing something? I'm talking right now this person's oh, a predominant Oh, now name. he's in the NFL? Yes. Oh, I have a good guess. Is it Dan Campbell? Oh, yeah. See, you took one guess. I underestimated you, Joseph. Dan Campbell scored the only touchdown that game. I've seen videos this year on, I'm sure, just like what, Fox or CBS has put together highlight packages of Dan Campbell. And I've definitely seen clips this year of him in a Cowboys uniform with like the long flowing hair coming out of the helmet. (laughs) Dan Campbell, the only touchdown in the game. And he caught it from, do you want to guess the quarterback? Ooh, that one I don't know if I would get. Uh, oh, three. Bledsoe's still in the bill, so it's not him. I know he goes to the Cowboys after. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be? I'm not good with Cowboys quarterbacks between Aikman and like Bledsoe Romo. Um, I don't even know if I have a guess. No, I don't even have a guess at who it might be. Quincy Carter. Oh, okay. That was, that, was, that, was, that was mildly gettable. I could have got that. Yeah, ten to six. That's Quincy at, Carter to Dan Dallas. Campbell. Ten, ten six. The Bills lose that game, but that Monday night game then was the next time they played, which was four years later here in Buffalo. So they've actually rotated home and away, home and away because of the way the schedule works. And you know it's an NFC team, and now you have the seventeenth game, so it could change over the years. But you go back to that. Um, I mean, they've rotated home and away since eighty one. There was mm-hmm. a away game in 81, home game in 84. So my first remember, my, my first memory is that game. So 1984, Joe, okay? This is the first memory I have, Bills-Cowboys. I know there are a lot of people probably driving around going, oh, yeah, that's right. So the Bills were horrible in 1984 and 1985. They won two games in each of those years. One of the games they won in 1984 was home against the Dallas Cowboys, And they won on the very first play of the game. Greg Bell took it 85 yards to the house for the Bills. I remember growing up, I was 11 years old, and I remember people just, oh, my God, the Cowboys are coming. It's the Dallas Cowboys, right? I mean, like, they are America's team. They'd won Super Bowls. Uh, The previous year, 1983, they went 12-4. and Um, They they were still really on top of their game. They didn't have a great year in 84. Uh, They finished 9-7. and They come into Buffalo that week. They're 7-4. and And they're doing a really nice job. And the Bills come into that game with, I don't know, is that the first Bills win? Let me look. Yeah, Joe, the Bills come into the game 0-11. 0-11. And on the very first play of the game, Greg Bell goes 85 yards for a touchdown. The Bills win 14-3 to that game. Yeah. My, I, I don't have any really good, well, I have, you know, recent good Cowboy memories. But growing up, it is the 7 game, which is a heartbreaker. And then... Like, I remember where I was in, I got the history in front of me, what year would have been? Yeah, 2011, as they're just getting mm-hmm. beat down by the by the Cowboys at, you yeah. know, at Cowboys Stadium. And I Des Bryant, like, mossing Leotis McKelvin I have happening in that game. I think I have that right. 44-7 um, to 7 is that one. The Bills That's would right. have had a winning record going into that game, too. I'm like 5-3, and three, and then just get rolled by the Cowboys. That would have been definitely for me, like, all right, come on. The season is still alive. We're good here. We're gonna finally gonna get to see the playoffs for the first time in my life. And then, oh no, oh we're just getting smoked by Tony Romo. Awesome.
Yeah, that's the year the Bills start off 0-3, including the Raiders comeback and the Patriots comeback, where they beat the Patriots here, and everybody's going crazy after the game. They go to Cincinnati, lose, come back to Philly, win. They go to the Giants and lose. They have a bye week. I'm looking at it now. Um, there's a, a, a Washington game in there. They win. Then they lose the Jets. They go against the Cowboys. And what I remember about that game specifically, two things. Number one, Eric Wood actually got pushed after a play, landed awkwardly, and tore his ACL. Remember that one? I don't know if you remember that that happened no. in, the, in, the, in Dallas that day. That, no, I yep, Eric Wood that. got hurt out for the rest of the year. That was also, Joe, the game that David Nelson proposed to his girlfriend, char, uh, Cowboys cheerleader. That I remember. That I remember. What was the score? Wait, what was the score at that point? I hope the game was still within reach that he would have done that. Uh, I don't know what it was. 21 to 7. All right, that's mm. not it's not terrible. All right. Also, while I'm looking at this box score, I know we're going way down the rabbit hole here. The Bills had yep. a kicker that I did not know existed. Like I never I don't remember this player ever for the Bills. Dave Rayner was like, the in Bills this kicker. Game? Yeah. Oh yeah. No right. I no clue. We could have could have sat here for an name. hour. If if you ask me to predict the, uh, and tell me who the kicker was of that game, but no, Bills ran through a few kickers in those years. Yeah, no, they they did in in between like Lindell and then when they uh, ended mm-hmm. up with Carpenter. But Bills Cowboys memories. I mean, for me, it is we, we haven't we've just kind of danced around it. But number one by far is Monday night. I mean, they yes. they picked off Romo multiple times. The uh, was it Steve Levy on the broadcast? The, the the one of my favorite calls growing up as a Bills fan was it's not delivery, it's De, it's De Giorgio. John, was it? Oh my God! Who like intercepted it? Bills linebacker. Um, so it wasn't Tarico. It was, was it? Was maybe it, it was Tarico. It might have been Tarico, but I could be wrong. No, you're probably right. It probably was Tarico. And man, just of the heartbreaking losses of the drought, like that's gotta be it's top five. It's it, it might even be oh, yeah. near one or two or three, but it's definitely top five for me. And you know who kicked the game-winning field goal in that game? That guy's still in the league. Uh, Nick Folk, right? Yes, he Nick on, Folk, uh, yeah. He, he was out there on Monday somewhere. Tennessee? He was. He's one of the best ever like inside 40 yards in the history of the game. He is 39 years old. He just turned 39 years old. Nick Folk. He was, yeah, he's kicking Monday night in Tennessee, beating the Dolphins. He kicked Monday night in Buffalo that night in Orchard Park uh, to beat the Buffalo Bills for the Dallas Cowboys. And then, of course, let's bring it to a positive here. The last two times the Bills played the Dallas Cowboys, they beat them. One was here in 15 in a, in a, you know, kind of a snowy game with Kellen Moore at quarterback for the Cowboys who couldn't find their way at all. Bills win 16-6. Bills don't even make the playoffs, but the Cowboys were bad. And then, of course, the coming out party for Josh Allen and this, um, you know, this version of the Bills, I guess you'd say, when they go to Dallas on Thanksgiving. That's the last time these two teams played, when the Bills went to Dallas on Thanksgiving and the Bills won 26-15, to and we all remember that one as well. Yep, that is, that is like the, right, that's the de- declaration of, Allen's here and get ready because he's a rocket ship that, that like it's going to be fun to watch. Even though yeah. what's funny is of all the good plays he made in that game, the most memorable one is one where he dropped a snap, but then dug the ball out of a pile <laughs> and got a first down and a sneak. No, that's right, that's right. Let's uh, let's get to Gary and Wheatfield who has uh, wants to chime in some Cowboys memories. Um, go ahead and push the button for me if you can there, Josh, uh, so I can bring this back up myself. Uh, let's get. I think no. Let's go to. Yep. Let's go to Gary and Wheatfield. Go ahead, Gary. You're on WGR. Hey guys. Good morning. Hey, excuse my voice. I had a cold. My uh, <laughs> my experience with uh, it shows you my age, but Bills Cowboys game 1984 November 18th. Just sat down, and Greg Bell ran 80-plus yards for a touchdown, and yeah. the Bills never came back. 
Yeah, we were just going over that. I think a lot of people I said, like you, Gary, driving around thinking about that game, that was a that was a big game, you know, for just to kind of, you know, having the Cowboys here in Buffalo. They didn't come here very often. They were the Cowboys, America's team, Super Bowl championships, you know, in the 80s they were still good. And then mid-80s they kind of declined a little bit. They come here. The Bills were 0-11, Gary, going into that game. And then Greg Bell takes it to the house. There's video. People can look at it on YouTube. You can watch that play, actually. I believe it was our only one or two wins of the season, but what stood out to me, yep. I think Joe Ferguson attempted to pass like 49 times. It was ridiculous. It was The game was just crazy, but it was fun. It was fun. Place went nuts. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. Appreciate the memory. That's getting connected with our fans, by the way, and it's brought to you by Northtown Kia, Western New York's number one Kia dealer. Shop online at NorthtownKia.com. Let's go to Ray and Clarence. Hey, Ray, you're on WGR. Go ahead. Hey, good morning. I heard you on the podcast last night with Jamie Malloy and Joe Dalio. So that was a good job. It's a weekly uh, tune-in for me. So good job on that. No, one. no problem. It was nice, uh, nice doing a little pod with them, and uh, we've been trying to make it happen for a while. So thank you. <laughs> um, I, I, the Greg Bell one was my memory, but I'm not going to say that. The, the reason why I called Sal is I'm a little—I don't want to say nervous. Um, we did really well when Dawson Knox was out. The offense opened up a lot more and. I know he played a lot less snaps than he usually does uh, when he came back this week, but I don't want to revert back to that offense we had in the beginning of the year with the two tight ends. But I'm not saying don't use Knox. I, I like how they use him, but I don't want to go back to that, I'll call it Ken Dorsey mentality, and I mean, it gets a more blame than he deserves. But um, I want the Bills to be more free in their offense and passing and not limit themselves, do what was successful during the time that Knox was out and, we're going to need the points this week. You know, it's, uh, I don't know, what, what do you feel about that? Is, I, I, don't, I don't want to be locked into this two tight end thing all the time. I mean, if it what works, use it. <laughs> and obviously, we're scoring more points during that time, and I know the Chiefs have a good defense, I, but we only scored 20, you know. It's, well, they have a, yeah, but they have a very good defense. I, don't, I, think you're, I think you're taking Knox coming back and correlating it with only 20 points and thinking there's some reason for that. I don't think that's right. No, no, it was the eyeball test during the game, too. You know, not, not so much the Well, I would, I would say this, Ray. Go watch. Um, Joe, did you see the Dan Orlovsky breakdown of how the Bills used their personnel? Look, I actually yep. think we're now seeing maybe, maybe I'm wrong here, and I'll say it this way, Ray, and thanks for the call. I'm going to let Joe chime in because I think you watched it too, Joe. Mm-hmm. I think what Dan was pointing out was – to me, it looked like, okay, they're finally using 12 personnel the way they need to use it. Like, when Knox was on mm-hmm. the field, it was, go watch the Dan Orlovsky breakdown. They used different personnel and formations, and 12 personnel actually helped them. And they actually started using it to me. When I watched Dan Orlovsky do that breakdown, I'm thinking, okay, like, this is how the 12 personnel is supposed to look. Yeah. No, that's right. And when they did go to it, it was effective. Knox even, too. Like- yes. He made a couple of catches. I think maybe I saw two of his, though, maybe, where when Kincaid wasn't on the field. Um, but either way, right, the run game, it was helping, too. And it was helping with Cook get open on some of his routes. Um, it's it's only, you know, I, I also wouldn't want to just say, oh, they ran more 12 personnel in this game. That's why they only scored 20 points. I wouldn't want to go to that point. Um, the consequence of it is that Khalil Shakir played 30 fewer snaps than he had the week before. He was at 61%. He was at 80 the week before. He's still on 61%. It's not like you're taking him off completely. But the Knox snaps are now looking like they're going to be at the expense of Shakir. And I don't, I don't think that has to be a bad thing. I mean, Knox played fine. Knox caught a couple of passes that if Shakir had caught them, it would have been the same thing. And they were in kind of mm-hmm. in the same areas of the field. So, yeah, I think we're still trying to figure that out. Like, Will, is this is this what Brady also wants to do versus... 
I mentioned this yesterday, like, it could just be that Knox has been, you know, is coming off an injury. And 47% or whatever he played, like, maybe that's what Brady wanted to do, or maybe that's injury-related. I think it's still too early to tell for how much they really want to run 12 personnel because Knox had just come back. Yeah, if you didn't see it, though, check it out. Dan Orlovsky, obviously he does a great job, and we know that. Um, Breaks down a lot of stuff. But what he did was he basically showed how the Bills were using – different formations with their personnel and different, you know, the tight ends baked in there and they were running them split out and wide and making them part of a trips package and how it was kind of confusing the defense, right? The defense and one of the, one of the plays was the James Cook touchdown down the seam where there was concentration on the tight end and James Cook winds up leaking out. Uh, there was another one that went the reverse later where Dawson catches the pass over the middle because they were concentrating more on the eyeballs went to either James Cook or somebody else. So I do think there's space for it. I get you, right? I understand. Like, But there's only, there's only a certain amount of players, players you can have on the field. There's only a certain amount of eligible guys. Um, and I think Dawson Knox is a good player. No, if I think there's a time and place, though, to say for sure, like you're saying, Ray, which is, Hey, like, you know, you need some receivers on the field. The, look, Deontay Hardy, here, that's a great example, Joe. Like, I, what I saw from that play with Deontay Hardy, give me more of that. Give me more Deontay Hardy on the field. They, this team has trouble pushing the ball down the field right now. Um, that was a great play. There's a great throw, obviously, by Josh. Uh, but I'd like to see more of that. Maybe if there's something, some way you can incorporate that. But mm-hmm. to me, that's been lacking in this offense. I mean, just speed in general. Yes, um, we talked earlier about how they're lacking still for plays down the field. Cook on wheel routes has actually been their only real play down the field in the last couple of weeks. Like you said, also the Hardy twenty-five yard completion where it's man coverage and he just beats the guy. Um, it wasn't wide open, but he was open. He wasn't open enough that Allen could put the ball on him, and he only played three snaps. And he's just not been a part of their offense really all year, and. You know, that's another thing, too, like Brady versus um, McDermott. And what does Brady want to do? We've had two games with, well, Hardy's been active for two games. I guess you could really say three, even though he was inactive for one of them. And is there a speed element that they feel is lacking? And the only answer to the question of how do we get more speed in this offense is Deontay Hardy. And I wonder if they would even go to it because... It's not like he has really earned more snaps. I mean, we've talked about mistakes he's made when running routes. That jet interception at halftime um, at a couple of weeks ago you know, comes to mind. For me, that was a different game. Denver. So I'm not sure how much he's earned more snaps, but at the same time, that's a skill set that seems to be missing. And I don't really know who else you're getting it from that can just line up out wide and can – threaten safeties over the top because right now it's not happening with Diggs and Davis I don't really think defenses are really all that afraid of Diggs and Davis right now beating them over the top what we'll do is we'll take a timeout here We'll come back, we'll chat for a little while, then we'll take another timeout, and then we'll get you to Sean McDermott live from One Bill's Drive inside the Bill's Media Room. That's where I am right now. I'm actually inside the radio booth overlooking Highmark Stadium. It's uh, a cold, colder, I guess. It's not bad for December, right? Colder day, but it's a pretty clear sky, some clouds in the sky. I will tell you, Joe, got a note from our guy Patrick Hammer who said, just be on the watch. It could be starting to look like it might get a little wet on Sunday for the game. As we thought that might be dry, now a system's starting to move in. So something we're going to keep an eye on. We'll have Patrick Hammer for our weather check on Friday. In the meantime, we'll take a time out here. We'll come back. We'll chat a little bit more, and then we'll have Sean McDermott at 1045 a.m. on the Extra Point Show on WGR.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.